Hello. 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 Hello, Steven. Hello, Chris. How are you How doing? Are you? I'm hanging in there. Good. I'm good. excited because we have a, a brand new guest. I'd love to welcome my dear friend, Zach Moore. It's been, nice to meet you all. Nice I've to known meet you. you for 20, over 20 years. Yeah, yeah, literally over 20 years at this point. It's a long God, time. Make you feel old. Right, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you haven't aged a fucking day. That's the best part. Um, so you're living in New Orleans right now. Yes. We we met way back in LA, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so what do you what's going on in New Orleans? What's happening? I mean, uh, as far as New Orleans, I mean, right now we've been hit by a ridiculous amount of weather, if yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like it's been tornadoes and then tornado watches, which oh geez. It's really uncomfortable being a New Orleanian where like you're used to hurricanes and you're like, okay, hurricanes, batten down the hatches. You do the thing, like you do what you can to secure yourself and your family and your friends, mm-hmm. and you just kind of wait it out. Or you leave. But tornadoes come out of the sky like a vacuum cleaner made by the gods and just suck up your existence. And we have no real way to deal with that. So we just kind of go, well, I guess, fuck it, go to the bar. <laughs> it's like, you can't you can't do anything it's not like you can be like oh hey we have a basement you don't have this is a swamp like right. we, we live in a swamp you don't have a level below your house like it's not like that happens so existence here has been a little stressed lately just because we've had like increment weather that's been a little insane for us yeah. but i mean beyond that man we went through mardi gras and like this is you know mardi gras after a pandemic for years which pandemic is still real and going, but uh, it was fantastic. And it was uh, it was one of those things where you could feel the energy of people here just needing to express their creative self. Then they, they needed to be out and showing the world who they were, that they had had to like keep inside, which, which truthfully New Orleans is really about just being you. And, and being the weirdo that is you and having people embrace it in such a way. Like to be, to be ostracized in New Orleans means you have done so much to be a shithead. You've gone out of your way. I assume the IRS are the only yeah, people who are yeah, like, like, you know, ostracized. The IRS think you are a nice person. <laughs> so, and that doesn't say much about your character. So, like, it's it's like it's like here, you know, we're we're all a bunch of weirdos that have come together in this city, and and this city has been around for it's one of the oldest cities in America, to be honest, and and the culmination of culture, music, art that has come here, and it's like, man, when you make everyone not be able to experience it. You're like, oh, cool. Every day I could walk outside and become part of a parade. And I know that sounds weird to people, but you can walk out your door here and suddenly you're in a second line. And you don't know what the second line is for. It might be for a wedding. It might be for a funeral, but people welcome you into it. And suddenly you're walking with this group of people. Music's being played. You're dancing. People are handing you bottles of things. And it's because they're celebrating life. And and what happened over a couple of years is that people weren't allowed to celebrate life. And this is a city about it. So when Mardi Gras came around this time, people just 
balls in balls <laughs> balls to the wall we're celebrating life Good. i mean I, I was one of them i'm not gonna lie like yeah. it was it was one of those things where like the next day you're like wow if there's anybody that i know who <laughs> personifies celebrating life it, it is you uh, I, I, I would, appreciate you know, that and I'll saying it earlier i mean you absolutely bring the party with you wherever you go so uh, I'm sure that that way. it'll be on my tombstone to be like he celebrated life till this moment. <laughs> so. and, and I think that that the celebration will still continue oh, around you, like that. just around your your like you know your your spirit will imbue all of us. Viking funeral, my friend. Hell yeah. Burn it, burn it, and then party so hard that no one can wake up tomorrow. They all Love have it. just like agonizingly it. crack an eye and go, "Oh my god, can well, somebody tell me about last night?" <laughs> I don't know if our listeners have noticed yet, but you have a particular way with words. Uh, and uh, you are, in fact, uh, a poet. I am. I am. I am uh, a poet, and I perform poetry on a regular basis. And um, What kind is, of poetry? What kind? Well, <laughs> the kind of poetry I'm not you. Such a subtle lead-in. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm very nudge, subtle. nudge. What kind of poetry? Um, I do. Uh, I perform with a troupe called Esoterotica in New Orleans, uh, which we also have a podcast that's available for anyone who wants to hear it uh, abroad. But we do erotic poetry and storytelling, and uh, it is an eclectic group. And it's something where you won't hear the same voice. And it's something where like poetry readings are amazing and they should always be pushed forward for everyone to express themselves. But I also understand that a lot of people have in mind what a poetry reading looks like. They go, oh, it's one guy being like, woman, woman. <laughs> and it's like, I feel like they're going to sit through like an ordeal where someone is expressing a 25 page poem. And yes, I have been there for somebody expressing a 25 page poem and, and knowing like, they're like, I don't want that. Like, this is not your mother's poetry reading. Like you're, you're going to come to something that is different. You're going to come to something that like where you, you have maybe not expressed your full erotic self. We may help you see that that is an okay thing. That's something that like it is acceptable to be the erotic human you are, the sensual person you are, and that you shouldn't be ashamed of it. Like, and that's something I have seen over and over through the eight years I've been with them is that people have come up to me and been like, you said the things I couldn't say. Yeah. yeah. Like you you told you you spoke and I heard it and I was like, man, I'm not alone. And to me, that that is amazing. Right. It means so much. That like, is why we do the podcast. I mean, we just yeah. thought, like we, you know, Stephen and I enjoyed talking and sharing stories, and and you know, just having a, a good laugh. But it's your podcast, by the way, I'm just gonna stop one second. Yeah. Your podcast is awesome. I went through and watched oh, when you contacted me. I went through and watched a ton of your podcast, and was yeah. like, oh, this is such a beautiful discourse. <laughs> like, Thank you. Such a beautiful discourse of like sexuality and 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 people and who you are as a person and how to be accepted, like to recognize yourself. Like you guys are, you're doing a great. You're doing great work. Thank you. Thank That's you. And, and, right. and I'm gonna I'm, now I might cry. I'm gonna <laughs> much much it's okay. You can do it. Yeah, <laughs> show the world, it's all right. Um, much like you said, when you know, when when the people come to you after the show, I mean the 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 deluge of, of people who came out of the woodwork to say, uh, you know, oh my gosh, I want to be on your show, I want to share my stories and and let this out and let you know sing it from the rooftops. 
that's when we realized we were onto something. I mean, like it was fine if just he and I enjoyed it and did it, and that's we would still do it regardless of, of any of that. But yeah, but when you have people are resonating with it. Yeah, you have you have a response from people saying like, "Hey, what you're doing is meaningful to me." It doesn't matter if it's one or a hundred. I mean, right. look yeah. as a so as a dichotomy of my existence as a fairy tale author for children and also an erotic poet, like <laughs> having having people on both sides of it go like having like a little girl who's ten write me a letter and tell me she, my my books are her favorite books she's ever read means the world to me. Having someone who's 35 come up to me like you just expressed an erotic sentiment i always felt i never could to the world and now i feel seen those both mean so much absolutely like, yeah they mean the world and then there to you like to me they always mean like what i'm doing is it's touching somebody like in a in and not in a bad uncle way <laughs> <laughs> not just got it. me anytime uh quick uh, little uh, factoid, um, and I had I had all but completely forgotten about this until you started talking about it. Oh God, what your story. poetry got me out of jail. Yes, it <laughs> did. Oh my That's God, it. yes, it did. Oh, <laughs> it is absolutely big. true. All right, hold on. <laughs> His poetry got me out of jail. All right, so I I've been to many of his shows, many of his readings. Uh, before the erotic poetry, and I, I'm yeah, longing to hear some erotic poetry. I was part of a group called the Knickerbockers. The, yes! Oh, my God, yes, the Knickerbockers, yes. <laughs> Back in Los Angeles, yeah. Yep. Uh, so I'm driving along, and uh, police lights go off behind me. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, so I pull over. Police officer comes to the side and says, "Do you? are you Chris Phillippe? They didn't say, like, any of the normal questions of, like, like your license and registration. Do you know why I pulled you over? They asked specifically. Are you Christopher Phillippe? And at that point, I knew I was fucked. I was like, oh, no. I said, yes, I am. He said, step out of the car. He immediately turned me around and put handcuffs on me. Jesus. Because my car registration was expired. And you had a warrant out for you. And I had a warrant out for my arrest because I apparently had missed the court date to show up for that. I had no idea. Absolute scum of the earth. Zero, right there. zero knowledge of that. Terrible. Enemy number public enemy number one. Clearly, yes. Yeah. Top priority. The earth. How dare I not pay the government for the privilege to drive? <laughs> so I get in the back of this car. Like I go to turn around and talk to him. Like, hey, and he just like he like he tightens his grip on me and he, he manhandles me into the back of the car. And I'm sitting there like, what the what the fuck is my life right now? And he sits down. He starts filling out paperwork, and I'm staring at him. I'm like. I recognize you. I don't know where yet. And I'm just staring. And I got nothing but time right now. So I'm just fucking eye fucking this guy. And I'm like, wait a minute. Do you know Zach Moore? He's like, fuck. Yes. It's poetry nights. Damn it. So because I knew Zach, he said, are you? you I'm gonna let you off of this, but are you? You better show up in court. You're gonna show up in court because I'm gonna go talk to Zach if you don't. I said I'll yeah. be there. I'll fucking be there. Yeah. This is this. So this is like my brother's like childhood best friend who happened to become a sheriff, and and he like he told me he was like, so I ran into a friend of yours the other day. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, please tell me you didn't arrest one of my friends. <laughs> like that, that, 
please tell me like if you knew it was a friend of mine that didn't happen he's like <laughs> he's like no i didn't i didn't and chris was like so you just saved me from getting in jail and i'm like i'm glad i'm glad i was, glad I was absolutely gonna inside. go right to, right to jail so I'm like, on one side of the spectrum, that's an awesome story. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's humorous. But on the other side, it's like, if you don't know somebody yeah. oh, no. who's a police, who's a, a police oh, officer, yeah. then you're mm -hmm. fucked. Oh, and, absolutely. And there's like something kind of scummy about that. No, oh, there's oh. something terrible about that. And to be honest, there's something terrible about that in the sense that like, if you, our system works like this. Yes. If you know somebody, you can get off. Yeah. And that is an absolute well, truth. <laughs> that's I mean, what this podcast is all about. Uh, yeah, exactly. You know somebody, exactly. You can get off. If you know somebody, you can get off. Yeah. I mean, you just how you get off, get off. Like, you know, my different <laughs> circumstance. But, but I mean, that's it, it's a thing. Like, yeah, no, our, our system is a very broken system. And, yeah, I mean, the the fact that you have to pay these things and then you go to jail. So I I had zero clue that that I had a warrant out. Well, the fact the fact that you might have gone to jail for a warrant out for you not paying for something like a traffic ticket is right. absolutely ridiculous. Because when you go to jail, it's not like you go to jail. Like, okay, look, I don't know who here has spent time in a, a county of anything, but it's not fun. No, I, I've I've done it. I've done it's it. Not, yeah. It's not a, It's not a good time. You're right. not like oh hey, and we all sang kumbaya and hang right. around each if, other. If like, I could have just get out of jail, and paid the fine, I would have. I would have immediately. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm sorry, officer. Beep boop boop boop. Here's the money for whatever yeah, no. you know. Whatever. Once you, once you get an orange jumpsuit put on you and manacles on your arms and your legs, it's not a fun experience. You're like, wow, I'm uh, I'm an animal in a zoo, and this zoo sucks. <laughs> like. You guys are not keeping good Super care of the animals. Hardcore. Yeah, no, it's it's one of those things like being arrested is dehumanizing. It is. And they, they try to make it as dehumanizing as possible. Oh, for sure. And that's like, truthfully, that's, uh, to me, it's such an issue of like, look, if you treat everyone like a person, you, you don't take away the fact that they're a sentient human being who's thoughtful, like you probably will get a better response from them. But instead they go, you know what? I'm going to treat, I'm going to debase you. Right. And that's like our prison system to the nth degree. I'm not, it's legalized slavery. So, so I mean, I 100%. mean, yeah, put them in there and have them farm them out for other companies for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. We need license plates. Get these guys to do it because, you know, they're prisoners. Right. So, it's the same thing we do with immigrants, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I mean, like the sweatshops are the same concept to just maybe a slightly better benefit. I don't know if that's better. I'm not, like, I don't know. Yeah. You're not, you're not in a cell. That's right. About, yeah, you get to go see family. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. I, I, can't, hopefully. I can't even pretend to know. Yeah. Hopefully. But um, so anywho, so th thank you for your yeah, sorry, <laughs> heavy discourse on that. Um, no, it's good. It's okay. Yeah. It's a, it's a horrible thing. And that can honestly fill several podcasts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, but yes, yeah, so I, I just uh, you know I haven't thanked you enough for uh, letting me know <laughs> for not getting out of jail on, on that day. Yeah, on that particular time. Yeah. Where uh, were you the, the other seventeen? Times? <laughs> My friend, you, know? you, you you thanked me so much at that moment when I when I saw you and you're like, so you kept me out of jail just because I know you, and I was like, that's entertaining. <laughs> and then hearing my friend uh, my brother's friend tell me the story too and being like oh that's fucking hilarious okay great good good i'm glad that the connection of knowing me kept someone i love out of jail that's wonderful right 
Right. Because like, you didn't deserve to be in jail. It's not like you're like a oh, criminal <laughs> well, number one. It's debatable, but. Well, at this point, I would say no. For what you had committed then, I don't <laughs> sure. know. What, I don't know what you've done now. I don't know where the bodies are buried. So many heinous acts. So, Stephen, what what have we got? What's on the agenda? Um, well, so for the occasion, uh, I had some of our some of our listeners submit some some poems, uh, so that you can demonstrate some of what you do. Some poetic ability, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, I, how about this? I'll say the name. Or do you want me to say the name of the uh, the listener so that they actually um, are? Yes. Okay, good. I just want to make sure they weren't trying to be anonymous. That was that was more the the point. Uh, yeah. Everyone Did they has their that? name attached to it. All right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's I, to me. Once again, like I said, I proxy poet for people at times where I read poetry on a stage without the name, the actual name of the person, so that they don't have to be on a stage. So, so one was actually submitted um, right after we went live. They put it in the chat. Which is interesting. Um, so okay. that's that's the only question mark that I have. But I'm assuming since their name is already there in the chat, that it's fine. I mean, I'll read um, the poem regardless of their name being there or not. So that's not an issue. So let me. Uh, right. So uh, ready. <clears throat> ready. All right. So from Sarah Veerling. We lay in our bed, sweat covering tangled limbs. The cat waits for food. I don't know if we're if I don't know if clapping will sound good. Right, we're doing, no, we're doing a bit. This is a bit of haiku style right now. Uh, yeah, that sounds Celeste. like a haiku. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it will, it's absolutely haiku. So <laughs> you're the expert. <laughs> from, from from Celeste Ferre. He lay above me. He assured me of his love. Two then became one. Was that another haiku? That was I, yeah, no two haikus to start. Damn, that's a popular format. Uh, the next one is definitely not a haiku. So, we're gonna <laughs> so uh, from David Mar, David, no, Davin, or David or Davin, either way, Mara. Abominable, scathed across Chris's forehead, thus knees crossed as he stands in a shameful, alluring tinge. Thinned by the bare nakedness and starvings for satisfaction, the cold chill of a town that has turned its back upon him. Gusts him to the ground as it laughs in his face. They line up to curse his body and repulse, each one taking their turn, marking you to the bone with disappointed lashings, aghast, aghast by your pleasure. You belong to them now, Chris. Best behave. Mm. <laughs> I feel like that was. I feel like that was a letter to somebody right there. Like, that was absolutely, yeah, yeah. That, so, that an ongoing pointed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Davin, Davin or Davin, I'm. I hope they heard it. Whatever I it they is. did, I, I, I believe they're in the right chat. Now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I hope they heard it, and I hope you didn't make that too public for them. <laughs> yeah. So Chris um, got the message. <laughs> from... so actually, I have I have a question for you. 
Trip Fantasy writes in and says, I hope Chris got the message. I, I hope so too, Trip. Yeah, it was pretty, uh, so pretty loud and clear. Yeah. <laughs> Best well, behave, Chris. Yeah. Best behave. No. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> yeah. So, so I actually, I have a question. Yeah, shoot. So uh, you you do this professionally. I mean, um, sure. As much as a poet can be professional, sure I do. <laughs> Uh, how how did you get involved with doing you know erotic poetry and and performing uh, or reciting I mean, live? I mean, I mean, performing poetry was something I used to do. I don't know, back in my twenties, and I uh, I just pursued it so much because it felt like such an exploration of emotion. So a way to actually emote to people and uh, see if people related to you. Like maybe what I was feeling wasn't so lost. Maybe what I was feeling made sense to other people. And and to me, that was the beginning of me writing poetry and performing it. And then it became so much more of just like, I'm actually just exploring myself and really trying to put that out there for others in a sense of like, this is what I see and what I feel. And uh see if others were like also maybe on board with that, if that's what they wanted. But I kept doing it regardless. Like, I don't know, you hit a point where like, I wasn't trying to appease people. It was more of a just performing for the sake of it because it meant something to me. And realizing that was the point grew me, like helped me grow as a poet. So like, I wasn't doing it for somebody else. I was doing it solely for me. And then realizing that what I was doing for myself also was relating to other people meant that the human experience is very shared. Yeah. So, you know, we, uh, we, we, we share so much that we don't talk or think about, um, especially depending on the different cultural upbringing, but mm -hmm. uh, emotionally, I would say Americans are very stunted. And even still though, regardless of distance or culture, you know, uh, political views, what have you, there are some shared things that go unspoken. Yeah. Oftentimes unspoken, but, uh, and some, for some reason have a shame attached to them. Because uh, that's, yeah. no, that's, and that's, and truthfully, anything around sexuality has a, with us as like a very Puritan based society mm -hmm. has shame attached yeah. to it. And, and that's something to let go of in Absolutely. some ways. Yeah. And like as a, as someone who is, openly polyamorous, like trying to build build pathways with multiple people that are healthy and loving and trying to communicate as thoroughly as possible. Mm -hmm. It becomes, I mean, it becomes a task at times because you're like, yeah, everyone's got their shit they grew up with. Yep. You're not like none of us didn't grow up with some bullshit. Like right. we all we all did because you know this is the modern age and our parents had their own things wrapped up in who they were and what they wanted to Passed see. down from generation to generation. Yeah. And it's, a, I mean, it is left up, up to us. And it's like, look, I, there, this is not a downplay of like anyone who wants to be monogamous is wonderful. Like good, good for them. If that's happy, if they're actually, that fulfills them to me, I'm just like, no, I'm finding that polyamory is more fulfilling to me because I have a lot of love for a lot of people. Right. And, experience shouldn't be just like kept in a small little box for everyone else to understand. So I am, I, I am someone who believes that like we should be able to branch out. 
from all of that. Like we should be able to make something bigger from this. And like the more we can share, the more we can grow. Absolutely. Yeah. No, you know, no one's casting aspersions on monogamy or, you know, being yeah, sexual or anything like that. I mean, like your not, own not romantic uh, interests and level, you know, level of intimacy are going to uh, vary wildly and you should embrace it and, and yeah. own it. And you're not you for somebody else, you know? Yeah. Agreed. Um, so it's, it's to each their own. And, just you know, but 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 love, love with your whole being, uh, as much as you can. Absolutely, absolutely. And you touched on the idea of having like a a shared connection um, through poetry, and that's that's something that I kind of experience a lot. Like doing doing this podcast and doing some of the other shows that I've done, um, and through like the act of creating and collaborating, it's probably my favorite feeling in the world is that that it, it's it's like a spiritual experience that feeling of like connecting to other people and being able to relate even if it's not like one-to-one -one, just being present with one another or or being able to share an emotion even if like the the guiding force behind it might be different uh, i think it's it's amazing because it it feels it, it feels so much larger than everything else because it kind of becomes everything else, which sounds really weird and and no, no, that's actually I think that's so legitimate that feeling like that it reaches out so pat it's so expansive, so it's an expansive feeling that keeps branching out, and the more people you get involved in it, the more it expands. So it's not like you know, like we're doing a podcast right now with three people, but that's touching other people watching the podcast. Mm -hmm. And then therefore it's expanding out further and they're responding and being part of it. And that, that creates a community and mm -hmm. community is really what we're based on. I mean, for us to grow as humans, we need community. You can do a lot of things by yourself, but to have like true growth, you need to be with other people. Like you need to actually build things with other people. And this is an, ex an example right here. Like you're opening a conversation for so many people to be part yeah. of. You know, you're giving them the space to be part of something. And and that's such a beautiful thing to open up to people that is not something that was common for a lot of people growing up, myself included. Like I, I like my erotic self, my sensual person that I am came into being way later in my life, like in my 30s. So I was grasping at straws for like what I wanted and who I was through my 20s. And like, that was something for me of being like, hey, just discovery, 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 but not knowing what I want or who I wanted or what that meant. Or how, yeah, no. Yeah, but like what that, what that meant to me or what that meant to them, you know, because you have to, you have to think in terms of like, you know, especially like a poly dynamic, like you have to think in terms of multiple people. You can't mm -hmm. just be thinking about your own emotions and feelings. You have to think like, what am I doing that's affecting someone I care about? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, and monogamy too. Don't get me wrong. Monogamy, that is it too. It's not just because you're with one person doesn't mean you shouldn't be really conceptualizing like what their needs are because that, that builds a better relationship and then discussion around what those needs are. So you're not also detracting from your own self-worth and what your needs are as a person, because we often do this. I mean, I don't know what you guys do, but I've done this in the past 
where I've like let go of my needs to make sure someone else's needs are met. And right. It's, it's important to consider your partner and or partner's feelings yeah. in, in all the things that you do, but never sacrifice your own yourself for that. I mean, you can't give so much that you have nothing left. Absolutely. You know, and, uh, but you can't, you also don't want to be so selfish that you're disregarding everybody yeah. else around you. It's, it's a, a harmonious balance that has to, to, to coexist. Yep. I agree with that entirely. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I do, I, I think it's interesting, uh, if you don't mind me diving into this a little bit more, Please, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, it, it sounds like you relate the creative process and the process of sharing a lot with your uh, polyamory. Um, so like, do you think that there's a lot of like connections in um, your creative mind and also the way that you look at relationships as a whole romantically? I would say, I would say that polyamory. Um, okay. So I was in a 12 year relationship and we were monogamous for six years of it. And we had talked about polyamory. We had discussed it. We had decided like, okay, this could be a thing in the future. Like, like, you know, having earnest conversation about what it would look like. Yeah. And I'm not in that relationship <clears throat> anymore, but still really care about this person. But at the six year mark, I, I met someone who was like, hey, I would like to maybe explore something with this person and was very earnest and open about it because we talked about it so much. And they said, I really appreciate your honesty. Please do. So I feel like to me, polyamory is an exploration of uh, earnest communication. And, and, and it, it, it and I would say that in a sense of not like anyone who's not polyamorous can't be earnest in their communication, but you have to start considering so many people's feelings and what their needs are that you're, you are starting to communicate on a bit of a different level. So you're yeah. starting to actually like think of multiple people and not just you and one other person. You're starting to actually do that in a sense of like, hey, all of these people need my attention in a way and I need to emotionally communicate to them. Mm -hmm. Not just this is my need, this is my want, this is what's going on, but like emotional communication so that you are meeting needs across across a level that you didn't have to with monogamy. And when you do that, it opens up a spectrum of communication to me in my brain. To me, it did this. It opened up a spectrum of communication that I could traverse throughout my work, throughout my actual like, creative work. Because I was like, oh, wow, I'm thinking about the emotions with so many people right now. So how does that translate in the sense of like how I can express emotion? Like what, what it pulls out of me for other people too and what that means. And I mean, then... Truthfully, I wrote um, three books in that time and had them published. So, Damn, wonderful. yeah, I know four. I mean, four if I cannot count my uh, first book of poetry. So, so and, it's, and he, if you have like links to where we can buy those things, send them to us and we can sure. absolutely. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll, we'll pop yep. them in the notes for the show. Um, absolutely. So I'm, yeah, I'm sure that our, our fans will love to read those. I will send you gladly, gladly the things through that. Um, it is, it is something for me that was like it was such an awakening of experience because I'd always thought like, wow, it's hard to encompass like being a romantic, and I am a romantic. 
Oh, I hadn't noticed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Never thought that was a thing. Uh, I, I am a romantic, but romance doesn't have to encompass you and just one other person. It can be a wider range of what that means. Absolutely. And like, and like having romantic feelings towards one person doesn't mean you can't have romantic feelings towards another. And it doesn't take away from those other romantic feelings. Right, it's not loving, a pie. It's yeah, loving, loving one person doesn't mean you love another less. Right. And that's where like a lot of people, they have this line they draw where they're like, oh, yeah. I, can only, I can only love this person. And I'm like, well. well I, I discovered when I, when I had polyamorous relationships in the past were that I didn't, and I, I've carried this on through other relationships, is that I didn't have to be alone when I had, like, cause it's not as though when you're polyamorous, all of a sudden you're no longer jealous or, you're, you know, you just, you let all those things yeah. go. Yeah, it doesn't, you, you, don't, you don't become not a person. You feel those feelings, and that's just your body letting you know you care about that person, but it's all that, that same self-doubt that, that tells you you can't do something it just is rearing its head in a different fashion, but you can immediately share that with a, a partner that you're communicating well with, and they can help you quell those doubts, you know, just yeah. through, through honest communication and emotional connection. So you can fight a lot of your own inner demons with communication and, and previous polyamorous uh, uh, adventures uh, helped me, uh, be able to communicate those feelings more regularly. I mean, I was, I mean, after years of therapy, uh, just in general, like I've got a pretty good toolbox on how to handle emotions, but being able to share them in an earnest fashion and communicate, it's, it's always something you want to, you never know, no one's ever mastered it. You want to always, no, you're always evolving. You're right. Always, evolving. always, you know, always work on that and always work on communication. Um, but I think that was a great benefit for me was to be able to to um, immediately talk about those things that are haunting me to say hey i'm sure this is wackadoo and i know it's just that negative self self-doubt but i just i want to talk to you about this so we can air it out and get it off get off my chest and encourage you to do likewise i i think that is the most positive way to actually go about it too is like hey i'm feeling this thing and i i'm not putting it on you right it's not you didn't do a thing, right? Specifically, I am I am expressing my emotions that are coming from this circumstance. Correct. Like and learning the learning the language around that though takes a minute, right? <laughs> like like to be honest, we've all done the stutter step in relationships. Like, how do I fucking tell you this thing that's making me feel terrible? Right. Like, right. Without making you without putting the onus on you. Right. Yeah. Like I'm not yeah. I'm not trying to make you feel bad. I love you. Right. Why am I? What is? Yeah, going I know it's on? this stupid voice in here. Yeah, it's like, wow, you're something bad's happening. And you're like, is it though, or am I just being the fucking moron of yesteryear? Right. And it's like we all we all have to deal with those emotions as they mm -hmm. come up. But I think I think doing what you said is like being honest and open with your partner is the best thing you can do, and letting them have the feelings they need to feel around yeah. what you what you just expressed to them. You're not right. taking something from them. If there's that genuine connection, they're going to be there for you. They yeah. might have some feels about that that feeling, but yeah. you'll you'll work. Everybody will work through it together. They know? will. They will. And if they don't want to, then great. Okay, it wasn't meant to be. Right. You know, it's like right. that's the other part. It's like that's hard to that's hard to realize. But it's like yeah. You, but sometimes that's, you got to walk away. Yeah. That's yeah. It's one of those things. Like okay, I I get it, but maybe we just we shouldn't be together. So. 
Oh, did we um, get to read one of Sarah's poems earlier? Yes, uh, she actually. Uh, yeah, she texted, was. Uh, she texted me. She was the first one, but wonderful. she right as her name was called, um, somebody called her, so she missed it. <laughs> would, she, would she like me to read it again? Is that? Is oh, that uh, Sarah, are you still there? By any chance? There, well, we'll have another rendition just in case she's got to go. So yeah, go ahead. All, All right. right. So yeah, go right ahead. Sarah Veerling. We lay in our bed, sweat covering tangled limbs. The cat waits for food. The cat's always waiting for food. I mean, my cat I, is constantly hungry, so I feel right. like it's not I, even a euphemism. Right. I, yeah, I could have fed them just moments ago, and they'll still be ready and hungry. They'll still be wanting the food. See, I love that one because it's it's like a, a double entendre. Yeah, um, yeah. The cat I, I love that. It is, it is very much so. I have to step away for two seconds. I will. It's fine. Right. Yeah, it's right. perfectly fine. Yeah. Good. Good. Happy. Happy to help, Sarah. So. Uh, so actually, real fast, I wanted yeah. to give a shout out. So first of all, I do see um, two poems were submitted in the chat. Um, so you are seen. Uh, we are going to to get to your poems. Um, we're just going in the order that they were submitted. So to Allison and Brian, um, thank you so much for submitting your poems and sit tight. I promise we will get to you. Um, and also I just wanted to give a shout out to a Facebook group. So the Facebook Poetry Society is a Facebook group um, where people can uh, share poems that they've written. They can ask other poets for advice or um, you know, sort of critiques and things like that. I find that it's a great group. I've met a lot of really awesome people on there. And um, I believe some of our viewers right now are actually from that group. So I wanted to give a shout out to that group and also uh, let people know that that's a resource on Facebook. Um, and for anyone from that group, welcome. Um, I'm assuming that this is your first time seeing the show. So thank you for tuning in. And thank you again for your submissions. And for anybody watching or listening right now, um, if you have any questions for any of us, um, they can be poetry related, love, sex, relationship related, um, or really anything. I don't, we don't care. Uh, you can go ahead and put them in the chat and we will, we'll get to them. But yeah. I'm uh, currently trying to send those to Zach so that he may read them. Oh, from the chat. the chat. Thank uh, you so much. Absolutely. Um, yeah, because on our end, it's probably fine on Facebook, but on our end, the formatting can be kind of weird, so we have to send them so that they can be read as intended. Because I know the, the format's very important for poems sometimes. Yeah, no, the, yeah, the format's going to be a little little messed up on the emails I just sent, but uh, but I think that Zach will put a natural riff on him. I think he'll be all right. Um so what do you think so far, man? Isn't that uh, some some tantalizing stuff? Yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed with our, our our listeners and viewers. Yeah, I. So, first of all, so I I read through most of the poems. I didn't read through the ones in the chat fully, just because you know we've been live, so it's kind of hard. But um, the things that I did read, beautiful, beautiful. Um, even the one that was a little pointed at you. Uh, still beautiful. I hear you loud and clear. So, <laughs> um, I've just emailed you some more poems, but um, more uh, poems, okay. Um, 
Yeah, if you don't mind, uh, I don't know yeah. how many we've got, um, but you know, unfortunately, time is limited, so I want to. I mean, I'll do mine. I'll do the poem I have for you guys at the end. So that's fine. okay. Wonderful. You, you tell me. You tell me what you want. So, um, I have other poems from the one you initially sent me. So yes, yeah, yeah. Let's go through. All right, here we go. So Charles L. Stacy. Glazed limbs, acrid air fills our lungs. The consequence of our coital incontinence brings dreams to the surface and nightmares to rest. Close your legs as I close my eyes. Fruition, my dear. Fruition. Yeah. Is that, do they do that? How do they? Oh, yeah, no, they totally do that. Okay, look. So when you're at a poetry reading, I know that's like the thing people are like, ah, yeah, yeah, it's like a. But that does way. happen. Uh, yeah. What usually would happen in mine would be like, stomp your lay, stomp your feet, clap your hands, like snap your fingers, whatever it is you want to do, howl, like show, show exuberance, mm -hmm. yeah. show, show, show appreciation, show that you heard the piece. In my, in my improv group, when we're giving each other kudos, we usually do snapping because that way you're not drawing attention from the, the exchange that just happened. Yeah, you're not overwhelming what it is the performer is doing. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, while it seems I didn't know if that was like a, a taboo thing. Yeah. No, 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 not taboo at all. No, it's, it's held on since the beat days. You're good. Yeah. You're not, you're not doing anything. Any poet should be upset about. <laughs> and if they are, that's their own shit. Stop the show. This is bullshit. <laughs> Fuck those snappers. Goddamn snapping Like You snap, it's like, that's just a, a sign of like acknowledgement and respect. That's all. Mm -hmm. so. That's pretty cool. That's yeah. neat. Learning right. something new. No, uh, real fast, I wanted to give a, a quick shout out. Um, Brian Clifton said that they did come here from the link that I posted in Poetry Society group. So awesome. thank you. Thank you for joining. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, seriously. Thank you, for, thank you for showing up. That's awesome. Um, so actually, uh, keeping with the, the topic of, of poetry specifically, um, so you obviously see a lot of poems and read a lot of poems and write a lot of poems. Yep. Um, so what kind of advice do you have for anybody who writes who writes poems? Who writes poems? Mm. I know that seems kind of vague and broad. No, that's, I know. I, I I hear what you're saying. Um, right so from do the you most have honest. a process or anything. No, no, no. I would tell you this: right from the most honest place of yourself when you write, and however you live your life, write from the place that is the most true to you, because your writing is going to be what is actually showing who you are even if you have to live a bit of a lie. Oh, that last bit, that put a little twist on there. It did. What, what do you mean by that? Correct me if I'm wrong, Zach, but I'm saying, what you're saying is, even if you have to live your own life with a bit of a mask for society, just to be able to function and get through it, when you write or when you do your art or whatever it is, you're the most honest, yeah. that's your true self oh, okay. I see, without I see. a mask. Yeah. That would yep. be absolutely correct, Chris. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. No, but that's that's just it. When you're writing, just be you. 
like be the most honest visceral aspect of you with the most emotion that means everything and there's no reason to hold back like hold back when you feel you're gonna lose a job you need to keep you know and like like hold back Where were you when i got fired for my last two jobs yeah you know like, many times. <laughs> like, hold, like hold back in the moments when like it means something like for you as a survival instinct like but other than that like and truthfully don't hold those back for too long because those will also become toxic but but when you're gonna do your art and you're gonna express yourself express yourself like be honest in that like be the most earnest in expressing yourself artistically because that is you and a lot of people don't always have the avenue to do so or they don't feel they do or they haven't expressed they haven't found it and so when you do find it revel in that it's amazing it's not something everybody gets don't you love this guy yeah, I love this guy. I love this yeah, man right guy. here. All right, um, if you wouldn't mind hitting us more poetry, more poetry. I never mind more poetry. I always mind less poetry. <laughs> All right, so this one is uh, from James Sawyer. The title is Three Lay With Me." I tried to resist, but was met with much defeat. From three flanks they came with every ounce of heat. The scraped they bit, they scratched, pulling me off my feet. The pinched my body, my hand with hand, tooth, and claw. I describe all I felt for darkness was all I saw. Left exhausted, grasp, gasping for air with every breath I draw. And when I think it's over, I realize it has only just begun. I thought that it was over. Their time toying with me was done. They have only warmed up their up. They haven't even started their fun. Toyed with I was for a toy was what I had been made. Our intertwined arms and legs did braid. Around us, reality began to fade. First heat sweat, then shivers all up and down my spine as I dove into their hot light so I myself could shine. Open arms, they took me to places divine. Broken and bewildered, we could hardly see. We all laid down, letting what will be just be. It was a night, I won't forget, when three lay with me. Woo! Very good, James. That was really nice. Uh, I believe that was one that was submitted from the Facebook Poetry Society group. So I should probably link to that in the show notes. So yeah, I think I'll do so. that. Give them a um, shout out for sure. When everything's Please all do. said Please done. Do. James, thank you for sharing that. Yes, thank you. All right, so I have one more from uh, Allison Natali. Your body, is this good? You ready? Yeah, yep. yeah, sorry, sorry. No, you're good, you're good. Your body, the canvas. These fingers, these fingers wish to take a snapshot, mesmerize and memorize, trace your hills, valley and peaks, dipping into the crevice of your soul until I see the picture, whole majestic beauty enthralled. Enchanted, I'm yours. 
Let me paint with your permission to dip into the wet dreams deep and draw out this beautiful reality of vibrance. You are alive in full wetness until dried pretty stains my pain to bring out the best of creation. The work of art I. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Really awesome. Thank you so much for submitting, Allison. Yeah, seriously, beautiful, beautiful work. I uh, I will say I took a little liberties with the grammar in certain places, so forgive me, any poets out there. I uh, tried to find what it is I felt you were saying, and so okay. I I apologize if I did not do that appropriately. So, well, also keep in mind these are cold readings, like. Right. You are not reviewing yeah, the material yeah. ahead of time. Uh, no, I, I just saw them for the first time right now. So. Yep. <laughs> Correct, yeah. And is, when you are, are doing the uh, poetry by proxy, is that how you do it as well? Oh, yeah, no, I've usually seen the poem, I mean, maybe uh, six hours before. Okay. Maybe. So so maybe 12, if I'm lucky. Sure. So it doesn't, doesn't, I usually get asked, I... Truthfully, that might also be on me. I will get asked and then I'll say yes. And then I just won't be reading the poem right away because I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll, I'll look it over and I'll okay. read it over the day I'm going about it. But sometimes I don't get them until that day. It just depends when somebody submits, they try and keep a deadline and also dealing with artists. So yeah. the worst. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, artists dealing with artists is like, these are amazing humans. Absolutely. Yeah producing the show, giving space for so many people. And uh, Shadow Angelina and Ame Sansavant, incredible. And uh, Jeff Munsterman too was at one point doing some production in there, but like really just like incredible humans that give a lot of, give a lot of space for people to show up. So we all try to show up as much as we can in a timely fashion, but we're also, you know, a giant bag of cats. So it's, <laughs> Wrangling cats, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, it is the creative would, you guys, yeah. would you guys like me to read a poem of my own right now, or would you like me to hold off and wait till the end? Well, I don't know if he received my latest email. If you did, there are, there were two submissions that are on the <laughs> chat, but I don't know that you. So one of them, to. Allison's, was on the chat, and that's the one that, okay. that he just did. And then okay, there's another one from Brian Clifton. Oh, I've got it. Okay, yeah, I know. I just got I it. I think okay. we also missed, there was an email before with just one poem from Cody. I can't remember. Or maybe that one was already done. Hold on. I don't think I did one from a Cody, so maybe not. Okay. That was a separate I'm email like, as well. Now they encompass all of them. Um, I've got the one from Ryan Clifton. I can see that. I don't see the Cody one, so if you want to send that to me, I will gladly do Cody's as well. Okay. Um, Brian Clifton. Breath on her lips. His lips caress her inner thigh. Gentle kisses against softer skin. Budding the lace. He pulls it aside. A sigh of anticipation escapes. A rush of his breath on her lips. He feels her body tense. The anticipation was his, is hers waiting to feel his first kiss. Good stuff, B. Clifton. Well done. Well yeah. done, Brian. Man, this has got me feeling some kind of way. Yeah, you guys I are getting some good submissions right here. I'm not going to lie. It's I kind of want to like 
Right. I think that's what I'm going to do after I get off this. I'm going to maybe uh, write a little song. Is there, you know what I love? <laughs> I love, only one love if either of you wrote a poem, submitted to Esa Erotica, and asked for me to be your proxy. Oh, hey, there we go. Yeah. I can do that. I believe um, we both can. All right. Uh, so is there ever... Got, sorry, ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. I was going to say we have one more from Cody, which is should be on its way electronically. And then we will do... There we go. Yeah. All oh, right. you got it? I think I might have accidentally emailed it to the wrong person, so... <laughs> <laughs> Well, hopefully, well, they, they, they probably got a very tender, amazing poem. Yeah. From what I'm seeing right here, the, if they're not delighted by it, that's on them. <laughs> I hope it's not my boss or something. <laughs> I mean, if so, they might just wonder about your intentions, but I don't think they'll be upset with you. Okay. <laughs> like, what I'm reading, I'm like, oh, that's very sweet and sexy. So, um, so from Cody, Fer Cody Ferret, a tickle of a tickle of the breath. The giggle from sensation, lips kissing tenderly, breathless, softly moaning, it all leads to a night of passion. And there it is. I mean, your boss might take that another way. Yeah, that's why I, I immediately, uh, within the first words, I'm like, oh God, if my boss gets this. I mean, it'll be entertaining on a lot of levels. And, uh, you know, Chris will help you find work. I don't know. <laughs> or you'll have a new job. Well, luckily, yep. we are opening the new art gallery and store soon, so I've got a new adventure. Fantastic. Um, oh, fantastic. My boss is actually on maternity leave, so that'll be a nice surprise. <laughs> that'll be they're like, wow, I never really thought about these words from you like this. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be a lovely um, back into the world of not being pregnant. Yeah. All, right. All right. Did you have anything you wanted to ask? Because you know, I think I cut you off accidentally when introducing Cody's poem, but, um, Oh yeah, actually I was going to ask, um, is there ever any like musical accompaniment? Is that the word accompaniment? Accompaniment. Yeah, no, um, uh, rarely, rarely. Uh, I mean, it's happened before, but it's very rare. It's usually mainly just the poets up there, but if poet, if a poet asks for it, it's totally acceptable. Okay. So I might, I mean, as Chris knows, my initial, um, start in poetry was with music behind it so mm -hmm. used to watch me perform with music behind it so so that was my like my start into poetry was doing like setting music to poems but it's not something i this group specifically does it's really just uh the poet up there doing their thing but if you want to add more of a performance aspect to it you can like you're allowed to it's not like anyone says that there have been people who've gone up there and actually just hold and done full songs I said I saw one. Someone wants to uh, ground control to Major Dom. Nice. Oh, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> so, so yeah, which was a fantastic version of that song. Wonderful. Yeah, we're a versatile group. We we're trying to let people express themselves as openly as they can. Yeah, I don't see a lot of you know rejection. I think. Yeah, no, no. I mean, yeah. it's it's really about like guidelines as to what the subject matter can be, just because there there are things that are traumatic to certain folks and absolutely yeah. trying to make sure like that's understood and respected, and then things yeah. that they consider kind of off limits because the sexuality around it is uh, it's crossing a bit of a line for most people. So sometimes, yeah. I mean, do you, do you ever have trigger warnings before your shows or anything? All the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah, they're like, hey, trigger warning dance, trigger warning dance. 
there might be a thing in this. And if you want to step outside, it's totally acceptable. Yeah, please do. Absolutely. Like no one's going to hassle you. Please step outside. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, uh, our time is, is getting near the hour. So I'm, right. I've been champing at the bit. All right. Here you go. You ready? I'm, I'm ready um, for some original, original poetry by me. This All right. These are, these are your own, your this own. Is poem. My, this is my own poem right here. <clears throat> Um, and it's called uh, New Sinning for a New World. Sins, such a confusing mess of words describing antiquated rules around desire and the disdain for unadulterated want. You know what I find to be a sin? The undisclosed crush that could have been. The night you traded a raucous sensual romp for going home and getting a good night's sleep. The terror of rejection that has caused so many of us to remain quiet in the face of lust. No, isn't an easy word to hear, but it does lead you closer to that yes that will feed you at a much deeper level. We are taught to keep quiet about our longings that drip like sacred fountains from our cocks and cunts, but that quiet is the sin. The silence that leads us to lonely rooms painted in what-if and could-be pastels never quite punching through into the color spectrum in a way that's truly memorable. These rooms are where mediocrity sleeps. These rooms have housed all of us at some point. These rooms should be locked and stored in the house of mysteries, never to be uncovered with locks that are ever-changing triptychs. Bring me to the house of bold beauty and salacious sensuality. Those walls are reds and blues, purples the color of bruises left by bite marks and paddles. Give me deep wood grain stain to remind me that every step upon a floor is just one more story. Sin, you are every moment I'm not living this life. When I lock myself away from what and whom I desire, I'm spitting on the holy fire that burns inside us all. Let's rewrite the text around lust. In bardic tradition, the story always changes a little bit with every telling, bringing to light the individual truths of that age. Well, the truth is, if someone wants you, they should tell you. Let the cards lay where they lay. And if it doesn't work, we can stop pining away. Someone, probably more someones than you can count on every hand in this room wants you to run your tongue from top to bottom up and down their bodaciously beautiful body. And yes, all bodies are beautiful and it's great for you to know that about yourselves, you sexy motherfuckers. Pride is what we're told is a sin so that our confidence is kept low and our subservience to those telling us we're being vain is kept strong. New sin? not recognizing how fucking sexy you are. That's right. I want us all to own this shit. I want us all to howl. Because look at us. Look at the person next to you. They are a smoke show waiting to burn this house down. Yes, it's never all about your looks, but you all look spectacularly delicious in the eyes of this hungry wolf. Next sin, not gorging on the delicacies of this existence, not languishing in every succulent piece of flesh, tender, juicy fruit, savory delight, or decadently sweet confection. Your tongue, lips, and teeth can twist themselves around life. 
and life is too short. There are those that would have us believe that a life of pure restraint will lead us to an afterlife of jubilant exultation. Check, please, on that tale. Let's stop looking for the best of it once we're not here. Eat it, drink it, lick it, suck it, and if it's not hurting anybody and all parties are consenting, then fuck it. New sin, not murdering old school patriarchal ideas about how we should be realized. Should you kill someone? Probably not. Should you be wrathful against the bad ideas of the past and the ignorance trying to be birthed into tomorrow? Abso-fucking-lutely. Stomp that puritanical flame out. Derail that old-timey train of thought and let its passengers pull themselves out of the wreckage to be born again as the lustful, hungry vagabonds that will build a resplendent new Sodom and Gomorrah. Where all are welcome to express their individuality free of an oppressive past. Sounds like a lot of work. It's not. Everyone here is doing it right now, opening up those synaptic pathways to let the light of who you are, who you want, and what you're going to do about it saturate those thoughts so they can grow. How can I possibly know this? because I can taste your desire on the air between sips of your cocktails and kisses of your lover. They taste like spring. They taste like new beginnings salted in the antiquated thoughts of sins. They taste like the nape of my lover's neck between my teeth as we both come. New sin, not stealing someone's heart. You envy the love they have inside them, and then build enough of a space inside of you to hold it. We all leave our hearts out there, some just more covered, some a little spiky, some a weird shape, so that onlookers aren't sure exactly what they're seeing until they get close. Everyone needs their heart to be stolen by someone at some point. Be a thief in the night. To steal it because you really want it, not just because you can. New sin? Be lazy with a lover. Lounge around with nothing to do but each other. Look for no reason to be busy if it's not either you or the splendidly naked and willing human you have taken the day with to lovingly smother. Be the gravy to their biscuits. If you ain't down with that, remember, I'm in the South get with it. Lastly, I'll end with a thing we all associate as bad. I'll end with greed. It doesn't have to be. Have you ever been greedy with time, wanting to take more of your partner's time so you can experience more of their body, more of their moans, more of their cries of some otherworldly presence in the name of the sweet fuck you're both experiencing? Did it feel wrong? Hell no. So the last sin I'll speak on is this. If you aren't greedy with your partner's body, then why are you there? Be so present in the moments you have together that ending them feels painful. That the thought 
not touching them breeds longing. You need their time, their touch, the cry from their trembling lips to feel the world is right while your heart is throbbing. Be greedy with your lover. Let them know your time together is all the riches in the world and that in the moment that you're sharing is the only one that matters. And you are present be they man, woman, non-binary, or some other creature-tastic swirl. There have been so many books written on how we should be and what kind of life we should live in accordance with the world, the way it used to be. But I say those words are dust. And that we can make our own religions founded on truth and the earnest nature of lust I found the Holy Ghost between four bedposts and found God in the wet spots of bedsheets. So let's write the next chapter where sins aren't about restraint from evil things, but are founded on us not living our truest lives for everyone to see. Oh my goodness. That was a religious experience. I'm going to eat some snakes in a second, too. So. Yeah, all right. <laughs> you just took me to church. That thank was you beautiful. Thank so much for sharing that. Yeah, thank you. If there were ever a creed for what we try to do, I think that that poem perfectly encapsulates it absolutely uh like we as the collective we uh like with the kind of work that we do and the conversations that we strive to have uh that's just beautiful mm -hmm. uh, thank you also um allison natalie writes in and says geez that was amazing um my mom writes in and says great poetry thank you for sharing thank you Monty. love you mom <laughs> that was really um, awesome. Yeah, Are you? Yeah, I, I mean, well, I initially reached out to you probably a year ago. You know, when we first started doing this show, because I knew that what you do would fit very well with our our message. You know, and and, and our our theme. So, just thanks for being you as always. You know, um, my pleasure. Yeah. My pleasure. Uh, you know, what you guys are offering up to people is amazing. I really am. Uh, I'm honored to be part of it. Yeah. Thank no, thank you. Well, thank, thank you. you and likewise yeah. for everything that you do, honestly. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a fantastic spot to, to stop the show. Um, but um, we'll still have, we'll stick around for a little after, after show, a little post-show breakdown and wrap up. Uh, so everybody who's in the chat, feel free to stay on board. Um, and you can maybe ask Zach some questions yourself. Uh, you get limited access here, so this is uh, he's, he's all yours. Uh, we'll open it up. <laughs> I'm going to serve you up on a platter. <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, but to our, our podcast listeners uh, who are not watching the video, uh, you know, I wish you could have been here. Um, you know, hearing it afterwards is fantastic, but being live in the moment, Oh boy, boy howdy! Let me tell you. Um, so please join us next time. Um, 
And Stephen, you want to give them all the, the links and the, the business? Um, so now you can actually join us on Facebook. Uh, we have the Podcast with Benefits Facebook page, um, which you should be able to find just by typing in the Podcast with Benefits. Um, and then you can also find us on YouTube. More Than Friends Productions is a YouTube channel. Um, and as always on Twitch, twitch.tv slash more than friends. Uh, we usually go live Monday nights um, around about 9, 9.30. Um, so yeah. And also anyone, if you, um, if you were moved by anything from this episode or if you would like to support the show, please consider donating at mtfproductions.com slash donate. It really does help us out. Um, and it'll help us improve the show for the future. Mm -hmm. Donate to these guys. They're doing something amazing. Seriously. Thank Conversation. You. Incredible. Oh, and then one more last shout out. Let me find the little banner thing that I made. Um, your podcast. Uh, oh, yeah. Esoterotica. So the group I'm part of is called Esoterotica, and we have a podcast on multiple forums as well. So YouTube, app, I mean, all of them. You can find us. So look up Esoterotica. You'll find us. And please like uh, download and listen. So there are many shows we did throughout the uh, pandemic time So because we couldn't be on the stage. So we've discontinued for the moment, but only because we've been back on the stage and really enjoying actually being in front of a live audience. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There's nothing, nothing beats being live. Yeah. Um, you know, I've got some questions for you for the, the post show. So absolutely. Um, and you know, Emily, it's okay. A quick shout out to Emily, uh, a, a writer who's been on the show previously. Go oh, ahead and if you got something, feel free to submit it, and we'll we'll hit it in the post show. So, yeah. um, but anywho's uh, and, and Zach, uh, you know, you're welcome back on the show anytime. Thanks for love joining it. us. I'd love to be back. So you okay. guys are both you're amazing, and uh, obviously, Chris, I've known you for a long time, and Stephen, yeah. you are a delightful individual that I'd love to know more. He's, yeah, he's the most purest human being I've ever met in my life. He's, that's uh, not true. I'm a heathen. <laughs> <laughs> not you're, a heathen you're a heathen. That's why I connect with you. Stephen. Right. Exactly. You're right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's why we're you all have, You have no idea. Uh, <laughs> I don't, but maybe one day I will. Oh, maybe one day. Okay. Is that a threat or a promise? Both of them sound ominously <laughs> wonderful. So. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, folks, for staying uh, staying with us, and um, we'll we'll see you next week. Yeah. Thank you, and everyone who's here in the live show now, stay put. Yeah. We're doing the post show. There's going to be a little video. Just stay exactly where you are, and and we'll continue the conversation. I love you all. Love, love, love. All right. I gotta find the button. I'm always oh. bad at finding the button. Oh. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Podcast with Benefits. If you enjoyed this show, please rate, follow, and or subscribe to The Podcast with Benefits wherever podcasts are distributed. Please reach out to us by writing an email to bemorethanfriends at gmail.com, commenting on mtfproductions.com, or finding us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash be more than friends one day we hope to do this for a living to help make that dream come true please donate what you can to our show at mtfproductions.com your donations help us purchase better equipment fund more merchandise and hold events please share this show with a friend that you love
Thank you.